This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to take your interviews and podcast episodes to the next level, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Visit poddex.com to get your Poddex today. Host of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast, the man behind the mic, KSAT. What is good, everybody? What is good? Welcome to another episode of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. I'm your host and the man behind the mic, KSAT, and today is January the 13th. 2021 and we got a great show lined up for you guys Um, we're going to talk about the money it's all about the dollar bill and this guy that i'm having on that's going to talk about this money he's been on the podcast several times you've heard his voice on several occasions when we talk about boxing he's one of my boxing analysts i mean he's reached out to me several times and he just wanted to give the people a great show about money financial education please welcome back to the set my homie my friend mr dewine hall okay seth thanks for having me back on the show brother i really appreciate you uh let me become a part of the simply ball dropping family i love coming on as a guest i'm an avid listener Loving all the great content and uh, especially the new marriage chronicles. Keep it coming, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the feedback. And like you said, man, you part of the family, man. Um, I've always tell people every time I do a show and I get a chance, y'all got to understand that Mr. Dewan Hall, when I first launched my website and launched my Simply Ball Dropping Apparel, he was the first person to purchase some apparel from me. And that is love. And he got it. He got it kickstarted. You know, he purchased, you know, his apparel. It was sent all the way to Atlanta, Georgia. He rocked it in Georgia. He's been flying in multiple airports. People see his simply ball dropping apparel that he's wearing, asking him where he gets it from. What's that all about? And he always gives me a shout out. So, Dewan, I, I always say I appreciate the love, man. And. That's a great thing, and I'm I'm glad that you're rocking with your boy, man, and I appreciate the love. Absolutely. We're growing together, KSAP. We're growing together. Man, I appreciate that. So, man, let's dive right off into it, man. And, you know, we're going to talk about the money, financial education, 
And the big question is, why do you want to talk about financial education? Yeah, it's crazy, case that you know, money management is like the one skill that most all of us need. Everyone, most people that are you know able bodied they're going to have a job or own a business, and yet they don't really teach money management in high school. They don't teach it in college. I can't speak for you, but I didn't learn money management at home, right? Um, and it wasn't really my dad's fault. He didn't know. So if he didn't know, how is he going to teach me, right? Yes. And so I spent a lot of time, KSAP, I'm an avid reader. Uh, I read tons of uh, money management books. You know, I've gone through the school of hard not life. I'm hoping I can give someone some information that could pick it up and run with it. None of this information is mine, right? <laughs> right? None of it is mine. All of it came from a book. You know, I'll try to give people credit, you know, reference the book when I read it off, but uh, none of it's mine, man. I'm just trying to put something out in the universe and hold somebody can run with it. Man, it's crazy that you said that because, you, like you said, growing up, nobody has never, ever taught you about money management. Even in, in, in schools, they don't teach that. And you, you try to, you know, try to learn it on your own, but you know how we are as people. We budget our money the best way we can without having the knowledge to do it the right way. And, you know, a lot of people, they hate budgets when it comes to math. A lot of people are not good with numbers. So what are some of the basics that people can do? Yeah, you know, I hate math. I mean, I, I can't say I hate math. Math actually comes easy to me. But I do hate budgets. I hate the constraints, right? Like, I don't want someone to say, hey, I can't go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. I can't, I can't go buy me a drink. You know, when we can open up after this COVID or whatever, I'm not a big fan of budgets either. But I would say the number one thing you can do, KSAP, is, you know, I don't know whether your grandmother told you or not to have a rainy day fund or put something away, you know, set something aside. The number one thing you can do in your life, KSAP, the thing that turned it around for me, man, was having an emergency fund. Because here's the thing. Did you know that most of the people in the United States could not cover a $400 emergency without having to borrow money or go to a credit card. So that means most of the people that's listening right now, KSAP, you know, and this is no, you know, not disparaging anyone because this is, and this is across the entire country. If the refrigerator went out today, they'd have to go to a credit card. Yes. Right. If the, if my wife was famous for getting nails in, the tire, in her tire, right? Yes. And for whatever reason, they could never patch it. I always had to buy a new tire, mm -hmm. right? I used to have to go to a credit card for that, <laughs> right? Uh, like uh, the dishwasher would go out. I used to have to go to a credit card for that. Um, the battery go out to a, in the car, right? Anything that wasn't, like I was handling like check to check stuff, right? Handling your normal bills. Anything that wasn't out of that, all of a sudden I had to go to a credit card. Well, when you get, you get yourself a little bit of a nest egg, just a, not, not even a big one, KSAP, a little bit, just so you don't have to turn to a credit card, that's the beginning of the end of your financial problem because when you're in the hole, the first thing you should do is stop digging, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you're in the hole, you're in the hole financially, you're in debt, you should stop digging, stop going into debt. Well, the very first thing you need to do with that man is circle the wagons and start with emergency funds. The second thing you need to do is pay with pay you know pay yourself first. Now what did Lauren Hill say? It ain't what you cop, it's what you keep. Exactly. Right? It, it ain't what you cop, it's what you keep. Get in the habit of paying yourself first. You see the first two things kind of go together, right? The only way for you to have an emergency fund 
is for you to actually start paying yourself first. You gotta put a little bit up. And it don't have to be big, man, just a little bit so you don't have to turn to that credit card. The third thing is to get out of debt. And this one's a big one for me, KSAP. It's near and dear to my heart. And I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> um, because I never learned about money management, I always thought that if I made more money, I would get out of the rat race. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you ever had that feeling? Oh, all, all <laughs> you the time, man. A little bit more money, man. I've, I've, I've got that feeling now. I've always had that feeling. Like they said, the more, like you, you know, the song, "More Money, More Problems." You know what I'm saying? So more it's money, like, more problems. The more you make, the more problems you're gonna occur for yourself because now you're 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 starting to live way outside your means because you got that additional. But like you said. A lot of people turn to these credit cards, and I, I've always told my wife, and me and my wife always joke about it. It's like you see a lot of people doing stuff, and we always say, "Oh, they probably they, they probably put that on their credit card. They probably put it on their credit card." And it goes hand in hand when you said about that, you know, that emergency fund. Like I had an incident that happened probably about uh, four months back um, when you're talking about appliances. Um, fairly brand new house. We've been in our house for three years now, going on four. And the stove, the warranty went out on the stove. And the stove, one day my wife was down there cooking, and she turned the stove on the preheat. It shows that it was preheating, but the oven wasn't warming up. So yeah. first thing I did is I got on YouTube, and I thought that this was going to be a big expense. So I called the warranty department, and the appliance was out of warranty. So I said to myself, man, it, it's this is going to be a big expense and I, I really don't have the money to cover that that expense right now and it, it's going to hurt so I said to myself yeah. I went on YouTube and I, I googled what the problem was and the problem was I forgot that it's, it's a little piece that warms the stove up that needed to be replaced because it was burnt out I went on Amazon and I said to myself I looked at the piece and the piece wasn't overwhelming at that time but I had the funds set aside where I didn't have to use a credit card. I was able to use yeah. money that I set aside that it was for the emergency fund because I've heard you many times through conversations, even on your Facebook posts about emergency funds, having them set to a side in case you get yourself in a foxhole and get yourself in a jam that you have that emergency fund to use instead of using that credit card. So that paid big dividends for me, and, and I was able to breathe. I was able to woosah, and I was able to fix the stove on my own and save money, but I had that money available because of you know the situation that came up, so I didn't have to turn to a credit card. You, you hit the big thing, KSAP, is, and that's why sometimes I, some people call it a peace of mind fund, right? It's like it used to be when those things would happen, because I was, you know, so stressed out about my, my debt that I was in that it wasn't just the money going out. It was like the stress, the anxiety, yes, right? Yes. But when you got a little something set to the side and it comes up, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll take care of that. And trust me, I mean, I've, I had septic tank issues this year. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on. I bore you to death about it. But the point is, where I was going down the path is, you know, it, it, I thought making more money would change the problem, but if spending is your problem, more money isn't going to help. And because 
I was always using this debt, and when and I didn't have an emergency phone, things come up. I would use this. I just keep using credit card, and I was, I didn't. It it, it, uh, it wasn't bad. I, mean, I didn't see credit card use as bad. I didn't see debt as bad. Right? No one ever yes. taught me about this money, and so as I started progressing in my career, one day I realized that I had no more money after my paycheck when I was making six figures than I did when I was making $9 an hour uh, doing a construction job. Whoa. You know what I mean? Now, I had I had a nicer car, right? Mm-hmm. We ate at nicer restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, we lived in a little bit bigger house, but I didn't have any more money. Wow. <laughs> you know, before, before my paycheck got to me, I owed out to everybody, right? Yes. And I used to be like so mad because I'm like, I hate living paycheck to paycheck. And my wife was like, well, everybody lives paycheck to paycheck. And you know how people say something doesn't sit right with your spirit? Like, that just, <laughs> living paycheck right. to paycheck just didn't sit right with my spirit. But she's right, because everybody I know lives paycheck to paycheck, right? Yes. Now, to be fully transparent with you, I need my, my get paid Friday. I need my next paycheck. <laughs> but now yes. I need it, but now I need it not so that I don't touch other money that I have set up. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the other money's kind of set up. Um, the other thing, I'm going to tell you another quick personal story about this credit card debt, but you got to get rid of debt. Uh-huh. Uh, credit card debt and card notes. Yes. Um, I took my family to Disney World in 2009, KSAP. And I, uh, I, I remember we, my wife and I had just paid off our house in 2006, and Bank of America gave us a credit card with $10,000 available balance. I'm like, I looked at it, I was like, who would ever need that much money? That's crazy. <laughs> well, but before I ended up paying up all my credit card debt in 2014, I had well over $25,000 in credit card debt, wow. right, across multiple credit cards. But I specifically remember taking my family to Disney World in 2009, and that credit card didn't get paid below that number before I went to Disney World until 2014. Whoa. You know what I mean? So six years later, I'm still paying on a Disney World a visa vacation that I couldn't afford before. Wow. Like what you said, you and your wife, like, oh, they probably put that on their car. Well, yes. people are living off of their car. Yes. People think a credit card is an emergency fund, and it ain't. Okay, so let, let me move off of that one case. That. <laughs> so I had, you know, emergency fund, a peace of mind fund. Pay yourself first, right? Get out of debt. The next one is to save and invest, right? Yes. Was the Warren Buffett said, if if you can't learn how to uh, get paid, make money while you sleep, you'll work to you the day you die. You oh, know what I mean? Powerful. And I used to joke. I used to joke that I'm gonna have to take a half day off work to go die because I'm broke. I'm I'm always you know I'm I, everything's. I used to have all this debt and all this stuff. Yes. Right. But you have to start putting some money aside, and so that save and invest, and whether it be uh, the ten wealth. Principles from Black Wealth, from uh, Black Enterprise, right? Ten percent. Mm-hmm. It could be the uh, Richest Man in Babylon, another book. Ten percent. Most people recommend fifteen percent. But I'm telling you, if you can't do nothing but one percent, if you can't do nothing but take one percent of your money and save, you know, save one percent, invest one percent, invest one percent, and you can get up to at least ten percent, do it. It's the habit. You know what I mean? It ain't the amount. It's the habit. Yes. Um, Many people are, are investing in their 401ks, right? And if you talk to someone who's somewhat sophisticated, 
and investing, they'll let you know that 401k is kind of a bad investment. It's more like saving for I, your retirement. It's not really investing. That. Yeah, right. You know, if you, I don't want to bore you with the numbers, but it's kind of not the best thing. But I encourage people to do the 401k because it's about habits, KSAT. It's yeah. more about establishing a habit. And until you get more sophisticated, more educated yourself, you know, take the easy ones. Get the singles and doubles. Yes. You, know, you don't have to get home runs all the time. Get the singles and doubles until you can get enough of an education to start going for home runs. Yeah, so the next one is going to be the next one's going to be uh, automate KSAP, and and I say automate because I don't trust myself. Remember when I said I hate budgets? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. I actually, I actually live within a budget, but I don't. And I know that sounds contradictory, but I will tell you what it means. Right. Um, I'm fortunate to have direct deposit. Many people have direct deposit, but the reality is some people don't have it, so mm -hmm. we have to be cognizant of that, right? But I have money go automatically into an ETF, automatically into a 401k, automatically into an ESPP, and I can explain what those mean in a second, okay. automatically into my emergency fund. But basically, all my decisions are happen automatically before I get my check, and I'm me, me and my family got to live off of whatever's left. Yes. Right? So if I say I need my next check, yeah, I need my next check, but I've already made all these other investments. I don't leave the decision up to me. Mm -hmm. Because if I've got my whole check, and I say, well, oh, I'm gonna invest after I pay all these bills and do all this other stuff, what would happen? You'd be broke. I'd be broke, I'd never do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just not that disciplined. I'll be honest with you, I am not that disciplined. I can't leave the decision up to me. So I just automate it, right? And then the last one, so that's five so far, KSAP. Last one I'm gonna say is give. And you know, love is a verb. And the thing about giving KSAT is that it's a shift in mindset because when we say financial education and we really don't have a, a whole lot of time to go into it here, it's a very broad topic, but one of the things we have to break is a poverty mindset, right? The mindset that there's not enough, mm -hmm. that that, you know, um uh, all the rich people have it all. We'll never be able to get there or whatever happened, right? This this poverty mindset. The thing I like about giving is when you give, you're saying, I believe that there's more, right? <laughs> I can give you this because there's more coming, right? I'm not afraid to give away this last bit of food. I'm not afraid to give away, uh, I don't smoke cigarettes, right? But I'm not afraid to give you a cigarette if I smoke cigarettes because I know I have another pack. Yes. You, you, know, you get what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. You're breaking the poverty mindset. So, just to repeat, you know, is have an emergency fund, pay yourself first, get out of debt, and we can talk about how to do that if you want, save and invest, automate, don't leave it up to you, and give. I think I, I think I want you to say that one more time. Say that say that five one more time. Sure, 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 sure. It's actually six, and they're all interrelated. So. Number one is have an emergency fund. Call it a rainy day fund, a peace of mind fund, whatever it is, right? If if you you wake up tomorrow and you, your car won't start, you need a new battery. Know that you have enough money and savings, and I have to turn to a credit card. Because if you're in debt, the first thing you need to do is stop going into debt. Yes. So you need to have an emergency fund. And that, that you know, again, that ain't me. That's straight out of Dave Ramsey, total money makeover. Okay. The big one is pay yourself first. And I'm going to give you another personal anecdote here, uh, KSAP. Give it to us. Um, I, so I got, a, I got a real good childhood friend named Otis. 
Now, I won't say he was running the streets, but I'll tell you that I was running the streets. Okay. <laughs> and at the time, I was making good money. Um, and, and he and I were sort of partners at the time. And, you know, he made good money, but I always made a little bit more. But he always had more money than I did. Hmm. And, and the reason why is because even as a teenager, he always paid himself first. See, I always looked out for everybody else. Yes. Right? I looked, <laughs> I looked out for everybody else. He always looked out for himself first. He, Believe I me, had to I read know. Book to I had to read a book to find out what he taught me he already knew. Yes. Right? So pay yourself first. It ain't what you cop, it's what you keep. That's exactly what Lauren Hill said. That's the slogan. Right? So that's number two. Pay yourself first is number two. Number three is get out of debt. Right? Stop using those credit cards. You know, get out for those card notes. Get out of debt. And the way to do that, KSAP, for me, is to do uh, what they call the debt snowball. That's what Dave Ramsey says. I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan. Not all my steps are consistent with his, but mm -hmm. I would say then that's based. Uh, pay the little, pay the little ones first, mm -hmm. right? Get small wins. Okay, so you're a basketball player, right? That's correct. When you when you when you're on the basketball court, man, and and, and the shots is not going, your jumper's not going through. What do you do? Got to go to the cup. Get to the, get get an easy one. You gotta go get an easy one, right? That's right. So if you're in a bunch of debt, right? You get in a bunch of debt. List all your debts up. Go get an easy one, man. Just pay off, you know, <laughs> give everybody <laughs> give everybody the minimum payments. You know, don't, don't try to give this person five extra dollars, that person five extra dollars. Give everybody their minimum and pick one little person and, and or one little debt and pay it off. Go get it go get a layup. Go get an easy bucket. <laughs> get you off the glass, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Then yeah. you can you can step on you can start you can feel confident, start taking some change. <laughs> you'll be surprised, K Sap, man. You'll be surprised. It's just the moment you'll start finding money. Yes. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. You know, and you know, I'm pretty glad that I haven't really carried uh I I use credit cards but I don't carry a balance. That's great. You know, That's I, great. I, I don't tell people not to use credit cards but but I don't carry a balance. That's great. And I see people all the time online falling for these, you know, help me, you know, increase your credit score. Yes. And like all, all these scams and a stuff. Lot of you know, it's fall like victim, man. You you absolutely correct. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you gotta circle the wagons. You know, circle the wagons, give everybody their minimums, go get a layup, you know, pay off a little bit of debt. And so that was step uh uh four, K step, excuse me, three. Step four was save and invest, right? That percentage, most people say at least ten to fifteen percent. Um, I would be encouraging you to go take a look at Black Enterprise, the ten wealth principles. Uh, that was one of the first ones. Uh, you know, Seymour, Seymour turned me on to Black Enterprise, mm -hmm. uh, Tim Wealth Principles, long, long time ago. And automate. And this is for me because I make bad decisions. I, I know I don't have good self-control case staff. <laughs> so I, I don't leave the decision up to me. Yes. You know what I mean? I automate it. Because if, if I leave it up to me, I don't mess it up. So I don't, put the, I don't make the decision in my hand. It happens before. I get the money. And then I can, you know, go with how I know and live off the rest. Of what's left, I've already automated the important decision. Yes. And the last one, Kesha, is give. Love is a verb. Nothing in this world feels better than giving. You know, it just it just doesn't. Nothing feels better in this world than giving. Giving is receiving inside out. I don't know how else to tell you. I don't know whether you're religious or not religious, whatever have you. Giving because you're breaking the poverty mindset. You're saying that you believe that there's more. 
man. That's great. There you go, KSAP, six steps. Now, in them six steps, I, I want to ask you this. When you're talking about automated, right, um, for the people that, mm -hmm. that are listening that's going to listen to the podcast, um, nine to five job, right? And like you said, a lot of people have direct deposit. Some people might not have it. Like you said, we got to be cognizant of, of those folks. But for the folks that have direct deposit and on their job and they have the ability to have their money dispersed to different type of accounts, when you're talking about an emergency fund, in particular to that emergency fund, is there a different account that you have set up where your emergency funds go to when your check is dispersed? It is. It is. And not only that is... Um, it's a completely different institution, right? Okay. So my primary banking is with like a national bank. Uh -huh. And then I have my emergency fund with like a local credit union. Okay. Um, and the fact that it's a credit union doesn't really matter. Um, and I don't have a, I don't have a debit card to it. Right. So okay. for me, like I say, I'll use my, I'll use credit card. Right. But mm -hmm. then I'll pay it off. So okay. uh, if I have an emergency, I'll go into Lowe's or whatever, Home Depot or whatever have you, you know, buy that new appliance, whatever have you. And then I need to go physically go get the money from the bank. No ATM, like go get the money. And other people don't need that. that those are guardrails that I put around myself okay. so that uh, I protect myself from myself, right? <laughs> so if it's really an emergency, I need to go into the bank, okay. <laughs> right? So that's how I protect myself. So yeah, I, I have direct deposit to a different account. Most people that have direct deposit, they'll set, they'll set up multiple, you can have multiple direct deposits, you know? And it's increased over the years. Like I said, I didn't start off with, you know, what I'm depositing now. I started off with actually like a fifth of it, mm -hmm. right? And then over the years, I just kind of slowly increased it. And I'll tell you, most financial experts say for your emergency fund, you're supposed to have like uh, three to six months worth of ex living expenses. Mm -hmm. I've never had a fully funded uh, emergency fund case that. Okay. I'm trying. Right, but I keep having life with me. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I keep having things taking money out. Yeah, stuff right? comes up, but man, and feel... that's what that emergency's for. Them funds are there for you to yeah. access when there's an emergency, and you know, the, and the way you know the state of living is now with the pandemic and things going on, um, it's a lot of emergencies happening. So you know, it's unfortunate that you have to dip into that emergency fund, can't get it to where you want to get it to three to six months of living expenses. But hey, it is what it is. But as as you're displaying and the way you're talking about it, you're showing growth. You know, it starts somewhere. And I want to piggyback on something you said in a, in a, a previous segment um, where you said a lot of people always want to hit the home runs. They don't want to take the singles. They don't want to take the doubles. Everybody want to think they can cash out on the first go around. It's not going to happen like that. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're listening. And, they want that susu board. They, they, yeah. want, they want to. They want they want to be in the water on the swimsuit board. Exactly, and sometimes you pull that you know little swimsuit board out, you drown, right? So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I take yeah. it like this: is you started somewhere, something made you come to fruition and say, "Hey, I got to break this poverty curse." You know what I'm saying? I got to, I got to lay the you know the groundwork for my family and my kids, and then you know my grandkids and things like that. So it starts somewhere, and and you touched on it when we opened up the segment about. You didn't learn this in school. Um, knowledge is power. You say you do a lot of reading. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't educate yourself, then you'll never know. And there's resources out there for everything that drives money, everything that drives a lot of things. There's resources out there. And for you to take the time 
to you know display it and the way that you're saying it about you know where it started from and you said you don't have the discipline but when we use that word discipline i can always revert back to plenty boxing shows we did when we analyzed boxing about money mayweather the discipline that he has right so once you discipline yeah. yourself it comes accustomed and it becomes your nature so now when you're doing it you don't even think about it because you're automating it right so before you get yeah. your check you know where that money's going so now you have in your mind like if something does happen I know I got money from my check going to my emergency fund let me check what my emergency fund says so if this situation happens then I'm taken care of I don't have to go and and it's going to happen that's yes. the thing is is you know your car is going to break down you know I got I got a dog that needed you know elbow surgery okay um my son just blew out his knee uh you know what I mean like you know, you have a son in football, right? Or yes. playing sports, you know, that might twist their ankle, have to go to the, uh, uh, you know, outpatient care, whatever, yes. uh, whatever they're called again, right? Like it's, it's going to happen. You have car accidents or mm -hmm. appliances break down. I mean, we know these things are going to happen. We don't know what they are, but we know they're going to happen. And so we need to be prepared. Exactly, I mean, and, and that's good that you're displaying that. And another thing that I just want to touch on is when you when you started your emergency fund, did you start out small and then increase it, or is it just steady? I, I'm gonna tell you, KSAP. So I started off really small, and now money's a relative term, right? So um, something that I think is real money, somebody that you know has good money, you know, they wouldn't even set their alarm clock for my type of money, you know. So, <laughs> but I, I started off small. You know, like I said, what I would say is, you know, what is something that your average appliance to replace is going to be anywhere from $250 to $1,000. Yes, correct. Right? So if you're a homeowner, right, this is especially if you're a homeowner, right, have 200, start off with 250. Mm -hmm. if you, start off with $50. Okay. You know what I mean? Start with whatever you can and then just you know, just add to it. It's, it's a little bit at a time, you know. I know it's hard to make big changes in your paycheck because most of us are living paycheck to paycheck. Like I said, I need my check this coming Friday. Yes. Right? But I need it so that I don't touch these other things that I've already done. Yes. <laughs> right? And that that's kind of the key point. But here's the big thing, case and, and I don't want to let this go. I'm, I'm going to change subjects for a little bit is I mentioned how, you know, I didn't learn it at home. I don't know whether you learned it at home or not. But other cultures are learning it at home, right? And, and, and black people, we as people, you know, we need to set the next generation up because, you know, why should your son have to learn it all over again? Why should he have to learn it from him for himself? You know what I mean? Yeah, why true. can't he learn that from you? Yeah. Right? We have, to set our, we have to set our families up, put our families in positions, right? You know, my, uh, I think about uh, my grand, my, my wife's grandmother. She, she owned, I don't know if you know, familiar with the little house across the street from North Frederick. Yes. Uh, but she left, she left property, right? My great grandfather left property when he passed. Uh, my, my, my uh, grandparents and my mom father, they left property when they passed. But though know, I do have some uh, grandparents when they left, we had to do a collection. To, to put them in the ground. You know what I mean? We have to change those dynamics in our community, KSAP. We, if, if you really want to change the world for our kids, 
You know, we haven't changed our generation, grandkids, great-grandkids. We have to empower them with this financial education. We can't send them out there being nothing but consumers living check to check. And, and before they even get their paycheck, everybody else is getting a piece of it. it man, you can't do that, K-Sep. We got to change on it. it. Speak on it, man. And I'm glad that you said, I'm glad that you touched on the fact that you said when, when your grandparents passed along, um, they left property, right? And then you you really, you know, dove in when you said you had they y'all had to come up with a collection to bury them, right? Now I'm glad other other other, other, other people, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad that you touched on that because what do you see in today's norm? People that we know personally, right? Even if we don't know them personally, when somebody passes on, right? And you happen to, the way social media is set up, you open up social media, why do we see all these GoFundMe accounts to help with the funeral arrangements, right? So that's a stigma that, like you said, we have to break because we shouldn't have to see that if we pr preparing our generation and the generation behind us and the generation that's coming up about this financial stuff and that's when them emergency funds and life insurance and stuff comes comes into play so if you have to ask somebody to contribute to bury your loved ones then i don't know what you're doing at home i don't know what your upbringing was but it really you know alleviates to some of the things that you're saying we have to break that curse now we have to start now in the household and we have to teach our kids so they can teach their kids and we can move forward but it's great that that you're saying this because i'm sitting here listening i'm saying man hey man he's on point with this and the one thing that stands out to me is these emergency funds and paying it forward and paying yourself because you hear a lot of people say man you got to pay yourself before you can move on yeah so if you can pay yourself that that that's a big step and then having that emergency fund that's great so that leads into my next question is what do you think are the best investments it's funny case that you know I, I get asked that a lot um i spend a lot of time like trying to understand stocks and how to pick stocks and i realized that um although i, I started to understand how to pick them i didn't have the time and so i, I looked at something called an etf exchange traded fund which is kind of like um Rather than me buying Exxon Mobil, for example, I buy oil and gas, a group of oil and gas stocks, if you will, right? Yes. So, because I don't know, right? So, when you ask what's the best investment, I'm going to tell you the best investment is in your education, right? Oh. And the reason why I know that I can't pick a stock is because I took the time to learn and, and understand the fact that, hey, although I know what, you know, uh, a P&E is or what the price to book is or... You know, I, I understand now what cash flow rates are, or cap rate, and all these terms I didn't understand before. What I really understood was that I didn't want to take the time to try to figure out which one was the best. I'm just going to pick a group of stocks. Okay. So I would say the best investment is in yourself. Invest in your education, right? It's the cheapest thing. Like, you know, you have people who have the best minds in the world, KSAP, you know, took all their time and all their education and experience and put it into a book, a few pages that could be bought for a few dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you have the world's experts putting their knowledge and experience, everything that you wish you could just get 20 years of experience into a few pages on a book that cost you a few dollars. 
education is your best investment, hands down. Wow. Never, never, never looked at it that way when people talk about investments. And, you know, when, when you bring up the word investment, a lot of people say, hey, do I, you know, purchase this? Do I invest in this, invest in this? But the fact that you said your own education, oh, man, that means a lot. That's powerful. So, like you said, that goes back to, you know, telling me that, like you said, you do your, you do your research, you do your reading, you know what I'm saying? And like they always said, knowledge is power, man. And it, it's a great thing that, you know, us black folks that we, you know, want to take the time to even talk about this, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of black folks that, that don't want to talk about it and, and, you know, gain some attrition from it and move forward. You know, it's always, the people outside of our race that's that's doing big things and then you got us looking back like man dag man i would man you can live the same way they living but you just got to take the time to do the research and, and start doing things the right way i mean it's a reason that they're living this way you know what i'm saying but then it all comes back to what like i said me and my wife always talk about man they putting that on their credit card well evidently they're doing something right because they have the credit score to get these credit cards that have these limits on it so they're doing something right with their money, so it's always good. To, well, that that don't mean that though, Case. I mean, I had a good credit. I had a good credit score, and you know, I was paying seven hundred and fifty dollars a month in minimum credit card payments. Um, with a good credit score, so it don't mean that you're living good. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is about is it ain't what you make, it's what you keep. You know, you keep. I mentioned earlier. At the end of my paycheck, at the time, case you know, I had I had aspired to make six figures, you know, and this this was years ago, but I, you know, I had gotten there, and I kept thinking that if I make more money, this is what we all think: if we make more money, it's going to solve the problem. No, sir. But my spending was the problem. Yeah. Right. My spending was the problem. So I had no more money left over after I paid everybody I owed than I did when I made nine or twelve dollars an hour doing roofing. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, 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 so, yeah, so people on the outside looking in, you think you know everything is balloons and butterflies, and people are drowning in debt. You know, I used to joke I was a half a paycheck from being homeless. You know, I was joking, but just kind of. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, yeah, I, I couldn't even afford to get sick. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? it, it's, all, it's crazy that you said that because I always, I always tell people, man, you know, they they look around and I'd be like. It looks good on the outside, but you don't know what the inside entails. You know what I'm saying? It looks good on the outside. You you can stand out and walk up and down the street and look at somebody from afar and be like, oh, man, it looks real good on the outside. And then you're thinking, like, if it looks good on the outside, it got to look good on the inside. Oh, no, sir. No, sir. Because like you said, a lot of people are drowning in debt. And if you can't pay yourself. Well, you have athletes going broke, right? You know, if you That's make crazy. $10 million and you spend, and you spend 15 you still broke. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? If, if, if you get 20 million, but you spend 25, you still broke. You know, it's, that's what I'm saying about the habit. And here's the big thing, Casey, I'm sorry to cut you off there, is if you can get control of a little bit, right? Imagine, imagine the power you'll have once you get control of your finances as your money starts increasing. Mm -hmm. So rather than being out of control, you know, increasing your spending as you increase your earnings, now you're starting to make different moves, making investments that's starting to pay you back. Exactly. So now you're making money while you sleep, like like Warren Buffett said. Yeah, and, and that's the crazy thing. And I'm going to share a story, which you probably already heard this story. But I remember um, back in the um, 
back in the 90s, you know, going into the 2000s, some of these NBA players, you know, the contracts change, you know what I'm saying? The money contracts change. I know back in 96, the rookie contracts was like three years, $9 million. That was the max, right? Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. would, would lose control because they would, you know, sign these contracts. But you're making $9 million over three years, right? But the first thing you want to do as soon as you sign that contract, you want to go out there and get that flashy car, but then then you want to buy a five to six million dollar home. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. that, now you you got to take in consideration that your agent got to get his fee. You know, you bought a six million dollar home and you're only making nine million over three years, but you just bought a six million dollar home. So that that stuff. Some of, some of it is been some of those some of it those they're trying to be good, right? They got family members coming to them with business ideas, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, asking them for business investments. And I've seen many athletes talk about how much money they lost in restaurants and car washes yes. and, you know, uh, rim shops and all of it. Yeah, because, you know, I, I even had family members come to me and say, hey, you know, I want to, you know, let's let's do some investment. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, like, my emergency fund is back down to bare minimums, you know, like, <laughs> I've had some pretty, pretty big, I'm trying to be transparent because, I don't want to come more here like I'm someone who's made it. I'm someone who's striving to make it, yes. right? Um, uh, but I've had family members come to say, hey, you know, I want to do this thing. You know, will you invest? And I start asking them about, you know, well, you know, what's the return on investment? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the cap rate like? What, like, what, you know, come to me for business proposition, right? But all they have is the idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? All they have is the idea. They, they haven't even they haven't even invested enough energy in their idea to flush it out and want somebody to invest in it. Wow. So I'm just saying business is business. Now I I say you know I used to have this I used to I, I told you before I used to run the streets and I used to try to think of myself as this businessman case at but you know I didn't know what a cap rate was. I didn't understand, you know, velocity of money. There, there were all these business terms that I didn't know but I thought I was a businessman mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so anyway we, we can go on and on it's a big 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 topic case that um, you know, I don't want to hold your audit too long but this is information that you know our people need to know that, that's great man and I'm glad that you reached out and you wanted to do this man and like I said I always appreciate your time and, and before we before we close up uh, just is there anything else that the people need to know? Anything else that you want to share? Um, just let the people know. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, love is a verb, and you know, I want to pay it forward. I came out here as a gift, trying to share knowledge. You know, I'm not offering any service. I don't have any books to sell or anything like that. But what I would like to do is offer to offer to buy a financial education book. Uh, if someone is interested in it. So if you have five of your listeners, you know, go and make comments, say, hey, I want the book, uh, KSAP, you know, you collect the information, work it out, and, you know, I will spend my own money and, and, and purchase a financial education book. I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to put something positive out into the universe. And you never know, it might change someone's life, even if it's not the person that receives the book, and they might give it to somebody else and then change their life. You never know how these things work out, KSAP. Man, and that's great, man. And y'all heard it here first. What DeWan Hall is offering today on the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. We talked about money management, how to change your life, investments, paying yourself, and having emergency funds. 
and what he is willing to do for five of my listeners all you have to do is comment I want the book and if it's more than five listeners that comment I want the book we will do a live raffle and we'll pick five names and once we pick them five names I will gather the information get your address and what DeWine said out of his own pocket out of that emergency fund he is gonna buy five financial books and we're gonna send it out to five of our listeners and that's a great way to pay it forward so DeWine I want to appreciate you for coming up with that notion to do that to the listeners of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast and we do appreciate that thank you KSAP so guys I hope you learned something from this podcast today. And like I always say, man, you know, this is the man behind the mic. But we want you to tell a friend to tell a friend. You might not want to listen to it, but this might change somebody's life. So if you can just share the podcast. If you're not following Simply Ball Dropping, you can follow Simply Ball Dropping Podcast on IG at Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. Also, you can follow the Facebook business page for updates. That's at Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. Also remember, Simply Ball Dropping does live marriage chronicles every Saturday. So you guys tune in, tell a friend to tell a friend. And that's going to wrap up another episode of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. Once again, I'm your host and the man behind the mic, KSAP. And we want to give a big shout out and a big salute to Dwan Hall for coming on, spreading that knowledge. We do appreciate that. And we're going to catch you on the next one. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share on all major platforms.